Episode 1031, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What's happening? And from Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. All right. It is now January 6th. How are you guys doing with your New Year's resolutions? Are you doing good? I mean, I made it. I made it almost two days this year, which um, <laughs> feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. I feel like by about twenty forty five, I can make it to two weeks in. So you know, <laughs> it's all about grace. Yeah, I know how I feel about resolutions. Yeah, you're not. You you're not doing anything. Yeah, you're not doing anything. Yeah, nothing. Jamie, you nothing. are. Yeah, let's hear it, Jamie. Well, I made the decision. My body's telling me we need to get yourself together, Jamie. You're going to be 45 this year. Stop playing around, acting like every day is a celebration. And so uh, I'm doing Whole30, dry January, trying to walk a lot. So I'm just, you know, I, I'm I'm six days in and I want to pat myself on the back So I'm doing really well. So six days in, A+. Plus. I like how you, you went ahead and just did like five things. that are <laughs> Right? I know. You did like the, the what was it, like the hard 90... I'm hearing Whole30. I'm hearing somehow Dry January and Sober October in the same month. (laughs) I just am jumping in. I'm sure there's some sort of Dave Ramsey envelope system going on. Just a whole... (laughs) Hey, no lie. The Ivies did get a new budget for 2023. So listen, Mm -hmm. it is a new day over here. Shock and awe. That's what's happening right (laughs) now. Shock and awe. Yeah. Total reboot. Total reboot. Uh Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Joined a new denomination. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a whole. Don't get me in trouble, Jesse. <laughs> took, uh, t- took up a new job. <laughs> everything. Now, I know we, I know you got to tell us about the show, but be- before we yeah. get to I Cameron, I saw some, you know, images on Instagram that I wanted to address because it seems like you somehow ended up in time. Risque? Well. Oh. <laughs> it's a different show uh but it seems like you ended up in in times square on new year's eve you are one of those people that i'm very curious about every year i did what was the what was the okay so what actually happened was the week after christmas i was looking at my delta account and noticed i was 450 miles from the next mm. status tier and i was like you got to fly by december 31st and so i was like Mm-hmm. Well, I get a free companion ticket from Delta every year, so I could take Cohen. And then I looked, and I had mm-hmm. some Delta mm-hmm. like credits banked, and so I literally just spontaneously bought two round trip tickets for twenty nine dollars, and, and and said, "Hey, we're going to. We've never done it. We've never done the New York City New Year's Eve thing. Let's go do it." And so we get there with no plans. And I found out day of on New Year's Eve, I, I, uh, I kind of like read up on like how it all works and how you get down there and stuff. We didn't want to go stand there. We just wanted to see it, been there, done that, and then go somewhere else. Right. But you couldn't get anywhere near it. So the, the way mm. you could get near it is if you had a restaurant reservation, like in the theater district, the, the, there's like the nice restaurants all, all around there. Uh, you could get past the police barricades. And so I, on the day of, got a reservation for this fancy schmancy restaurant on in adjacent to Times Square on 44th. And they sent me a pass, 
We got past the police barricades. We went to the restaurant. We, the whole 44th street was blocked off. So the only thing that's open is the North South, the Broadway, you know, the Times Square part, but all the side streets are all blocked off. Mm. And so there's nobody around. We go to our restaurant and there was like a live band. They're singing Sinatra covers and like New York, New York and all this stuff. And we were way underdressed and, um, and then had a great time, hung out in the lounge. And then at midnight, stepped outside for the countdown confetti's flying everywhere and we were wow. like adjacent to the crowd we were on 44th uh-huh. we were in the middle of it and and got a picture That's and amazing. then walked back to our hotel it was lovely it was great that's how i would want to do new year's yeah. eve in new york city because that crowd i yeah. mean i think i would have like anxiety yeah. like just being stuck there for that many hours that was the perfect way they wanted. literally were talking they were talking about like on the news they're like listen everybody's invited it's but there's no holds barred this year because they've been doing a lesser thing for because of covid last couple of years and they're like it's back to normal but you got to remember everybody there are no restrooms and so they mm-hmm. told you on the news to like wear a diaper if you're gonna oh go because people no, would go they didn't tell you that people because they're drinking they go in the afternoon they go in no you couldn't drink you couldn't bring you couldn't leave you couldn't do anything so they're standing there from like two o'clock till midnight and they're like you know in the rain seem miserable so those people aren't drinking no you can't bring anything in they just look so crazy on the tv i just assumed it was a massive just rager party no guys Time out. Which I also would not want to be at. Jamie. <laughs> yes. What would you do if you were watching the news and they told you, hey, y'all, look, y'all can come down here. We ain't got no bathrooms, so wear a diaper. They did. That's exactly Why what they said. Why we just gloss over that? Like, that's not... That's <laughs> Well, crazy. I'm trying to think, what email would I get? What event? What event would mean so much to me that I would say yes to that? All right. I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I am very curious about that, Jamie. I, I, like, I can't think of anything. No, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> like a concert, a sporting event, nothing. If you want to watch a shiny disco ball drop, right. <laughs> wear a diaper because you might pee on yourself. But that's yep. been my number one. <laughs> the, the, the thing I'm most curious about every year is as I'm looking in the crowd and you have like, yeah. Seacrest up there, you have like yeah. Anderson Cooper and the CNN people, you know, like six. Don Lemon yeah, on his d- 12th uh, d- mimosa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you're watching this all unfold on TV. And I'm looking out on the crowd and all I'm thinking is how many diapers we got out there. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> how many? Like what percentage of those people are, 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 are rocking the pens? I need people to send us a message and tell us, yes, I embarrassingly admit I wore a diaper New Year's Eve at. So imagine, too, if you needed to if you needed to use it and you're standing there for another few hours with your own excrement in your pants and you're just hold trying on, to hold on, hold on. Kiss, I'm so hold, grossed hold out. On. I literally I, I don't so think, grossed Cameron, out. I don't think that's why I don't think that's the what people are concerned about. If that's the issue, just don't go. Like if no one's boo booing yeah. in their pants, it's <laughs> listen. Do you listen? Listen. Here's the editor editorial question of the week. Wow, 
Hey, do you think that the people that wore diapers to New York have diaper rash? Yes yeah. or no? Oh, 100%. Gosh. 100%. You get home, you're having to rub diaper cream. That's some too much. Every every CVS was sold out of gold bond medicated powder. Every CVS. What, no, no. What, what if we used to put on my kids' butt? We used to call it butt paste. Butt it's paste. like the thing. Yeah. So you it's on. literally all I think about every New Year's Eve when I'm watching it. That is, is a C price. As, as we were walking back to our hotel. I did notice that a lot of the crowd was waddling a little bit as they. Oh, as, no, I'm joking. Oh I'm my gosh. <laughs> It's like yeah, everybody looked like a toddler that just had that saggy butt, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That, that, but that, but that is all I think it. about. Now this is how you start a year off podcasting right here. This is, this is it right but it's better than starting a year off in real life and it's like well how, how how 20 well the first hour was spent with a soiled diaper if that's telling anything about how my year is going oh, man. not off to the, hey, not yes. off to the best time yes but jesse i was kind of inspired to do this because you something you said on a podcast a couple of podcasts ago you're like you said something to me you said like you seem like somebody who just like just just does yep. it you just, just like goes. you'll do stuff you'll just yep. do stuff and that was in my head like i want to be Aww. my authentic self and i'm spontaneous and i just felt like going to new york and so the day before we booked a ticket and went to new york you know that's so fun did you wear a diaper camera no diaper Dude, we were in a nice restaurant. I would not have gone and stood in that crowd. It was insane. I mean, there was, yeah. uh, uh, it looked like a million people. I mean, it was insane. Yeah, the way yeah, we cool. did it is the only way I would do it, which is classy and special access. <laughs> you know, like we had like our, that. we had a bathroom, you know what I mean? We hit the restaurant was nice. I was going to say you, your bar for classy is extremely low when it is classy is not wearing a diaper. I was going to say, I think we're all pretty classy people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we do have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to Nick D. He's an indie pop artist. Uh, You know him from TikTok. Uh, He blew up. He's coming up later. Don't miss that. Also, we have your feedback, but stay tuned right now. Up next, Emily joins us for Relevant Buzz. to Young the Giant. The song is The Walk Home. Season 4 of The Chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. Please welcome to the show, Relevance Managing Editor, Downtown Emily Brown, telling us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Hey, Emily. Hey, y'all. What's going on? Um, we Well, you know, it's January. Everyone's thinking about resolutions. Um, and there's always those common ones like I'm going to eat more or 
Sorry, eat less. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Done. All That's year last year, I did more it. More nachos. Yeah. yeah. I'm Sorry, in. I got I'm a, in. You, you exercise more, you eat less. Number yes. one, start the new year with diaper. <laughs> Number two, eat more. I am two for two. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so there's always those common ones, but there is one that has been growing the last few years that I think is really interesting. Um, more and more people are their resolution is to drink less or stop drinking altogether. So a lot of people do this by participating in dry January. Do you guys know what that is? I do. Jamie's doing yeah. it. Do we? Yeah. Do we? Yes, we know. Oh, you are. How, yeah. How's it going? It's great. Like, it's <laughs> great. <laughs> Why does she sound so concerned? <laughs> <laughs> Just the way everyone said it, they are like, well, Jamie's oh, Jamie. doing it. So I was like, oh, what did I miss? We had to meet with her last week and said, Jamie, we need no, you to. No, we need not you at all. Oh, no, oh, oh. I'm just trying to to do my body well this month. Yeah. So, you know. She says, oh, are you okay? How's it going? Are you okay? <laughs> Have you made it six days? Have you made yes, it so we're well? doing well. <laughs> okay, proud of you. Um, well, you are actually part of a really cool growing trend. It's part of this sober curiosity trend. Um, and there's actually some new reports that have come out. Last year, non-alcoholic drinks, uh, the demand for them grew by 20%. And in the last three years since the pandemic started, they've grown 120 percent. Wait, so wait a non-alcoholic drink like water and soda? Like what are you talking? No, they, they make no, like so, non-alcoholic wine. Uh, they make non-alcoholic uh, like beer, liquor, even yeah, yeah, yeah. mocktails. Um, I actually, yeah, some mocktails. Um, I actually had sort of a basically a sober New Year's party because half my friends are pregnant, and so we made a lot of mocktails um, using non-alcoholic drinks. So. Um, it's a really cool trend. Um, a lot of people are doing it for health reasons, whether that's physical reasons or mental reasons. Um, but it is really cool to see that it is just a growing trend and that people are recognizing that you don't need alcohol at every possible event. Here in Orlando, uh, we just had a mocktail speakeasy open up. Really? Like they only serve oh, that's mocktails. Cool. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I'm just playing with you. I'm just- <laughs> oh, you're, oh, you're asking Cameron or me. I think it's cool. <laughs> Because I know some people who struggle with alcohol. And so sure. maybe they've gotten so far in their journey that they can, some people can't even have a mocktail, right. yeah, you know, right. whatever. But right. I don't know. Right. If there's an audience for it. Yeah. You know, it was nice on um, New Year's too, because like my friends, like I said, that are pregnant, obviously they're not drinking because should not drink if you're pregnant, in case you didn't know. Um, but it was fun for them because they still got to have like fun little drinks. Um, and we all kind of participated with them. So solidarity. Did you make one, Emily? I did. Well, so here's the thing. When you make a mocktail, it's just like fancy juice. Right. right, right, you know? right, yeah. right I was right. going to say, what, like, what is the difference between right. like a blended right. mocktail and like what I would get at like Jamba juice? <laughs> it, it's basically, we just had a lot of juice. Um, You're like, I'll you take know, a banana, cucumber, margarita. <laughs> Um, like Shirley Temples, you know, used to like love those as a kid. I guess they're just coming back now. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's what I feel like whenever I'm at one of those really fancy Coke machines that they have like Moe's or whatever, <laughs> where you can just blend. I'm like freestyle like Tom Cruise and, and cocktail. I am just <laughs> shaking and and like oh, this is just gonna be unbelievable. I'm putting vanilla you put it in like a shaker. Yeah, I'm putting vanilla shaker. in like six different sodas. And you do like what, great, what great Mountain Dew. Yeah. These are free refills, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that feels yeah. dangerous. Too many flavors. Too many. 
I literally on those machines, I just I, I'm overwhelmed with the options, and I just get a diet coke. Like I, yeah. <laughs> and I feel bad, like I'm wasting the opportunity. Oh. But then I'm like, but I know I like diet coke, and I don't know if I'm gonna like orange in my diet coke. So like, I don't want to ruin it. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Walt White. I'm I'm like precise. <laughs> <laughs> Mix. Jesse, what's the craziest combination you've come up with? I mean, I call it going around the horn. I call it a tour of Italy. I call it yeah. running through the garden. Just a little right. bit of everything you can fit, you know, right. just so you run out of space in the cup, you know? I love that you come up with names for it. Yeah. <laughs> and it all tastes like Coke. <laughs> well, see, mine, I would do the, I would do it at the old school, you know, fountains go all the way yeah. down when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And it always ended up tasting like Dr. Pepper. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but like the blending, I don't know. It was good. I always felt like it tasted like bubble gum. I would call it bubble gum. But maybe I'm having some weird bubble gum. Maybe that's me. <laughs> yeah, what kind of gum you chew? You know what it tastes like? It tastes like sugar. That's what that's it tastes exactly like. That's exactly right. Sugar and, and carbonation. That's, why I thought that's exactly what I'm looking for. It tastes yep. like sugar. <laughs> All right. What else is going on? Did you guys hear about the new law in Louisiana where, um, you know, the little relevant after dark moment here. Um, here we go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it is go Louisiana. On. N- new law, Louisiana um, is, is setting up for a doozy. <laughs> and it's no, after it's, dark. It's, what is this? <laughs> so websites and um, pornographic websites now have to verify user ages using a state ID in wow. Louisiana. You have to have a driver's license in Louisiana to look at a porn website. Yep. You have to put in your number? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to get your ID verified. <laughs> Listen, here, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of 45-year-old people missing their ID. They're going to get letters in the mail that they've had excessive use of porn sites. Their wife's going to open it up and it's going to cause a disaster. And it's the neighbor kid down the street who picked up his license. This is what's going to happen. Oh, that's funny. Or it's him. Or it's him. But yeah. Or, or you're going to have day, a lot of like... It's the neighbor or have a lot of like McLovin situations out there. You know what? You know what's interesting is like this law that was enacted because they want to you know prevent minors from accessing harmful material online, right? I mean, and and uh, the legislature, like the the legislator uh, who proposed the bill uh, is also a therapist and treats uh-huh. sex addiction and stuff and was talking about the harmful effects that porn has had on children, how it rewires their brains. Yeah. And so she introduced mm-hmm. this bill and it got passed and it started on January 1st. And so what's interesting though, aside from just blocking minors from going to sites like that, you know, there are stats that say 75% of pastors struggle with a porn addiction. Wow. Mm. Can you imagine if you are now a pastor who has been secretly looking at porn in Louisiana and you have to put your ID in, it might be actually a deterrent for other people to not go to these websites. If it, if you're scared that you might get found out or tracked or something. So, I mean, all the way around, this could be a good thing. I don't know. I'm laughing because Louisiana might be on to something for For real, you know, besides gumbo, like, Hey, besides good Creole food, they might be on to something. Do you imagine the type of shame? Like, it's like, we call it, instead of the walk of shame, it'd be the typing of shame. The type of shame. You just be like, man, I, I mean, I, I love anything that's going to help prevent minors from seeing mm, yeah, porn. I'm a right. big fan of that. Right. Um, but I am a little surprised that this was able to pass through with yeah. people saying like, this is my own right. I shouldn't have to give you my driver's license right. to go into a. I'm just a little like, I would love to hear 
smarter people talk about that but that surprised me a little bit how yeah how how did it pass yeah 18 to buy cigarettes say 21 to buy liquor i mean yeah you you can do it if you're of a certain age that's all they're trying to say that's true and if you go to like there's a winery in town that i was going to make a reservation for a party to go into the thing the party's going to be after january guys don't worry to go into the website you have to put in your age yeah but you don't have to show an id i could make yeah it's more of an honor system yeah but right the other thing too is interesting is apparently the uk already is doing this Uh, like there's a couple of international countries that that have adopted this rule it's still really so the uk and australia within the last few years they've implemented it's sort of similar ones i don't think it's the exact same thing but um it's still a little early to see like is this actually doing anything or is it just like you said like are people just getting creative and finding ways around it um and you know we've also talked about how is louisiana going to monitor this so mm-hmm. um like the biggest porn site in the world Pornhub, they've already implemented this there's like a, a prompt screen if you're in louisiana there's like a prompt screen you'll have it but you know there are i don't know i don't know the exact stats but there have to be thousands if not millions of other sites you know how are they gonna like track yeah. it i don't know but i mean i'm i'm in the same boat where i want them to try yeah, it's, something it's, it's, rather yeah, than it just seems not like a, like i said like an effective deterrent for the I'm average person it. you know yeah. Yeah. and maybe other states will follow suit yeah, yeah. yeah. i like it <laughs> all right what else got to be interesting <laughs> um okay i got one more thing Real, before i get into it when you think of like an iconic musician who's also a christian not a christian artist but just a musician who's also a Christian, who comes to mind for you? Bono. Bono. Yeah. Sandy Patty. Huh? Beethoven. No, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Bono would probably be up I think there for ba- me. I think Bono is the, is the, he's the top Kathy of the Lee list Gifford. of that. She, she'd be up there. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica okay. Simpson. Really? Interesting. We go with no Jessica Simpson. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. That's it. Um, no one said Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know Bob yeah, Dylan okay. was a Christian. So this is interesting because Cameron and I have talked about this. Um, we had sh- so there was a new interview with Bob Dylan. He talked about um, really a lot of things, but one of the things that he brought up was just his faith. Nothing super profound. He talks about reading the Bible, meditating, praying, all good things. We love and support that. But we shared it and it got a lot of people's attention and we think that's really interesting because Bodilon has been very outspoken about his faith for like what 50 years now wow. since late 70s but, yeah yeah 40 yeah, since he had that yeah. it was after the motorcycle accident right that he um you know kind of had a a literal sort of come to Jesus, I think he did. Well, mm. he, in the late seventies, he did uh, like three gospel albums in a row. And then, then he started making just normal music again at, in the eighties and nineties and stuff. And I think the perception was that that was a phase and he's like, yeah. not really mm. about that life anymore because mm-hmm. he just stopped making gospel music and he just made it like a personal thing. But he was, I told Emily this, like back in the day, we published books at relevant. We, uh, for like five years and we published a book on his like his spiritual biography and he was on the cover of relevant and stuff too and it's just a thing of like he has been open about his faith for 40 years he never 
backslid or uh, disavowed his conversion or anything like that. And it's so funny to us that Mm -hmm. like, he's just casually mentioning in this podcast interview that I I pray every morning and read the Bible and stuff. That's how I start my day. And, and we just happened to post that and it went, it went bonkers. Like people are like, he's a Christian. What? And it's like, he's been a Christian for 40 years. Like, it's just weird to me that nobody paid attention Mm -hmm. that Bob Dylan is actually a very solid grounded Christian in his real life. But well, anyway. it sounds like he didn't. He also didn't do the thing that guys that start off doing like mainstream music do. He didn't just become a full CCM artist, and that takes it takes time for a brand to to shift in that direction. So, what you saying, like, hey, just put out you know a Christian album, and then he didn't really do anything else. I I could see because I'm I'm gonna keep it real. I didn't know either. I had no clue. Um, yeah, me neither. Yeah. Well, but, but, you know, to be fair, you know, even though it was, you know, a distinct chapter in his like musical career, he's written multiple like volumes of autobiography mm-hmm. and just kind of glazed over it. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. just kind of an interesting mm-hmm. cat where he's, he's always been to some degree a moving target and not just mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, his approach to his career and making music and songwriting, but also in how much of his personal life he cares to share or cares to intentionally obscure. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he he's one of those dudes where the line between art and performance art sometimes blurs. And so I think some people have had just kind of natural questions over the years of, you know, wh- what he really kind of thinks in his personal life, you know? Right. Mm. Right. But he's never said anything to say I'm not. He was very outspoken in the 70s about his conversion. And Mm -hmm. then he's never gone back on that or 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 lived or said anything in a way that would say that's no longer true in his life. So he acts surprised when people are like, wait, you're a Christian. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. it's it's just really funny Mm -hmm. because he's just kind of like, well, I never told you otherwise, you know, like Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we shared it because we were like. You know, we love when people talk about their faith, yeah. but it was interesting to see everyone's reaction of just like, oh, Bob Dylan. And it was like, have you guys ever listened to his music? Yeah. yeah. I talked about this on Instagram a while back. It's honestly funny how many people or how we categorize people that we think are Christian or not, especially in entertainment, because there's a lot of people that are in that aren't in like Christian art or like they're not in Christian movies or whatever. They're solid Christians. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They, they, mm-hmm. they, they love Jesus, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then there's also people that's in all of that, that, you know, they may not even be Christian at all. They mm-hmm. just might be writing songs because that's a great opportunity that they have. But we assume because they had a hit writing a song or whatever or maybe they had a moment where they you know and it exploded so i think that that's the thing with the christian and art and celebrity and all of that it's it's really mm-hmm. hard to pin that down and and look at that you know well, that's why i don't even like speculating on people's faith and any of that stuff when it comes to art because you just don't know where anyone is at it, for well, real. yeah and especially in like sort of like more contemporary evangelical American Christianity. Mm-hmm. There are sort of like these virtue signals that a lot of people send to be like, Oh, I'm part of the club, mm-hmm. you know, where in mm-hmm. historic Christianity, it wasn't really like that. It was a more At natural all. part of a lifestyle, not like, Oh, I'm part of this distinct mm-hmm. subculture that mm-hmm. can be very combative or be very like on brand. Or we say certain phrases, like I said, that sort of virtue signal, mm-hmm. you know, that's a relatively new phenomena when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, expressions of, of, you know, the gospel, it, it was, you know, more to Derek, to your point, more traditional, it, 
more traditionally, it could be somewhat obscured what you may personally believe, but people would more kind of just, you know, uh, take, you know, make their own kind of discernments and judgments based on how you treat people, how you talk, how you, how you behave, not Mm -hmm. necessarily, like I said, sort of those things that have become the signifiers that you're part of a certain demographic you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i yeah. feel like that is sort of a modern phenomenon yeah it's it's people that their whole idea of what christianity is is that bubble it's those mm-hmm. it's those check marks right you don't smoke you don't drink you don't cuss and you go to church every sunday boom christian you know what i'm saying and long as you don't break those that category you're good um but it's so much big. It's so much bigger than that. Um, and then, yeah, it's it's just so much bigger than that. So it's dope to see that. You know, it's dope to to know that somebody so impactful like Bob Dylan. You know, solid believer, man, or mm-hmm. is a believer. So it's beautiful. Yep. All right. Well, that'll do it for relevant buzz. Make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every day. We're covering the intersection of faith, culture, life, all the good stuff. Uh, thanks, Emily. Thanks, guys. Stay tuned. Up next, Nick D joins us. Listening to Jaguar Son and Husbands. The song is First Time Caller. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad free. You get ad free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives, our beautifully designed digital issue, and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at RelevantMagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Nick D. He's an indie pop artist who started out on TikTok during the pandemic and has been on the rise ever since. Millions of monthly listeners on Spotify. Go check him out. If you don't know him, you're about to get to know him. He sat down with our very own downtown Emily Brown to discuss his music journey, how he's helping other artists get their start, and how he always stays true to himself. Here's our conversation with Nick D. So you could walk by me again Yeah, I think you skate by need a ice ring I see your face whenever I blink You a Pisces I feel like Kinda so many people the They have this idea that You know, you need to be signed to a label In order to, like we said, like get that success mm-hmm. and stuff But I think you and there's so many other people That are independent artists That have still found success Without having to go maybe the more traditional route So like, what is in your mind like the best part about being an independent artist my my goal was always to do what i want when i want right i want a flexible life i don't you know you either build your empire or you build someone else's i never wanted to and this is just a personal thing i just never wanted to have to be somewhere i didn't have to be right uh or that i didn't choose to be you know uh, i wanted all the decisions to be mine where i was what i was doing with my time you know, still, still to this day, that's exactly how I want it. And I won't sacrifice those things for, you know, 
for anything really Th those are like i want to be able to be close to my family around my family i want to be uh i just i want to i want to do what i what i want when i want and uh that was my main and only goal and then the other things right are just like little bonuses um the things that come with getting more listeners or getting more streams or getting more recognition right um but none of that stuff like i just want to i just want a flexible life doing something i love you know do you do you see yourself pursuing music like forever or do you think this is just like a temporary thing what's your thoughts if i'm really like truly self-aware i am more of an entrepreneur than i am a creative i'm more of a now no, don't get me wrong i love making and creating and releasing music but i'm more an entrepreneur than i am a music creative right i'm not sentimentally attached to music you know i i, I my, like i said my goal is to do what i want when i want doing something that i love i want to make a living doing something that i love i love a lot of things right i'm not i'm not only in love with music or you know pursuing it and then something i'm getting aware of now is that with music, I, I kind of achieved all of the stuff that I wanted to, you know, I kind of, I wanted to do it independently. I wanted to, you know, my certain goals, whether those be streaming related or I feel like I beat the game in a sense. Like, so for me, whenever I saw growing up that I loved or I enjoyed, or I thought was cool. I did it until I was good at it. Like I just locked in, did it until I was good and then moved to the next thing. So with music, Creating and releasing, releasing music feels a little too fluid. It feels like there isn't a challenge there for me right now. Um, and it just feels like I beat the game. So me creating and releasing songs feels like I'm going back, I'm playing the same levels again, and I'm just trying to collect more coins when I'd rather just play a new game. So in my mind, that new game I want to play is teaching people how I was able to achieve what I was able to achieve so I started something called Freddy for artists um, and that's just me sharing how I did it you are a Christian but you are not a Christian artist you're more just an artist who is a Christian when you were starting music like what how did you make sure that you weren't just producing Christian music I want people to see something about me that's different and wonder what that is and then because people care more when they find out about it not when you tell them about it and I think worship music is great for Christians mm -hmm. right and it's great to worship God through that for Christians I don't think it's as good for getting you know for putting it in the marketplace and getting people to you know come to church or give their you know give their life to Jesus so um it's just a different approach and then also it's just the music that I that feels right for me it's just the music that I like I I, I write what feels good what feels real what feels authentic I write about my wife I write about people I you know have met I write about their relationships I write about sometimes I just write even uh something for fun you know um but I think I just want to be who I am and then if people see that and they gravitate towards that then there can be a conversation maybe that that sparks from that 
I think it's so important to have that space because I feel like so many people can think that, oh, well, I'm a Christian and I like music, so I have to make Christian music. But there is a space to not do that, to do something else. I've heard, I've heard people say like, uh, you know, I'm not a Christian carpenter. I'm just a carpenter or I'm not a Christian bakery. I'm just a bakery. I'm a Christian who runs this bakery, but it's not a Christian bakery or, you know, whatever. The, I've heard people make those arguments, too. And uh I don't know. I don't. I don't look too deep into it. Or uh, if we can just love people well and influence them by our actions, I think it's sometimes more impactful than trying to tell somebody about it. I really appreciate that you do seem very like go with the flow and just like. It's like you have an idea, but it's not like a, a set point. Because I think so many artists, like they can have like a set goal in mind and then things happen. It doesn't work out and then get discouraged. But so I think like living in that, that flexibility is really interesting. Yeah. The biggest blessing is to being able to live like that. I think there's too many pressures on people, whether it be societal or, or otherwise, that create this, you know, expectance for them to like do stuff they don't want to do right like something simple as go to college something simple as get a 95 something as simple as whatever and they just don't do what's on their heart they just do what's in their mind because it's been put on them for years and years and years so um i just encourage people to listen listen to the inside you know listen listen to your gut listen to your heart Hello, pretty baby, my name's, I don't mean to bother you I just thought you looked like somebody I started talking to If I had a dollar for every time that I thought of That was Nick D. Make sure to check out his uh, latest singles. He's been dropping them over on Spotify. It's a bunch of good ones. Gasoline, cotton candy. Go check it out. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback. Playing in the streets for ages. Those were the days. Calling your friends on their house phones. Those were the days. Summer holidays for six weeks. Those were the days. Those were the days. Those were the days. Being friendly with your neighbors. Those were the days. Watching cartoons at 6 a.m. Those were the days. And the technology was basic. Those were the days. Those were the days. Those were the days. I had a crush on Lauren Hill when she was with the Fugees. Went to see her in concert, wearing my new jeans. Smelling You're listening to New Self, Kinetic, Embrace. The song is Those Were the Days. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, I don't know when we asked this. Uh, it's last week. Might have been two weeks ago. Uh, we asked for your predictions. I think it was for- last year. I think it was, I think it was in 2022. <laughs> it was in 2022. It was last year. Yeah. Uh, we asked your predictions for 2023. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and here's a few of our favorites. So Timothy McPherson has an interesting take. And uh, Jesse, can you clarify this? Because the way you worded it is very uh, interesting. But uh says, uh, we'll find out who Jesse Carey actually landed on top of during the middle of the night when he was visiting that Christian college. So uh, this sounds like after dark. <laughs> Long time <laughs> listeners, I've told the story many times, and so okay. I'm just going to give an extremely truncated version. While while visiting some friends at a Bible school that I had no intention of of attending, I just wanted to see my friends who, at the time, 
were in a, quite a bit of trouble for some shenanigans at the campus there. Uh, I, this is school wisely decided that I should not be allowed to stay with them during the visit and was assigned the room of an upper classman seminarian uh, who who absolutely insisted upon me taking his top bunk and he would sleep on the floor. Um, and I think he was looking at for some time to, to hang out and maybe mentor a little, maybe try to recruit me into the school. And of course, I didn't go to his room till very late at night and he was already asleep. And I crawled into the top bunk and something happened to me that has never happened to me once in my entire <laughs> life, which is, on, especially on a normal heighted bet, this has never been an issue. Mm-hmm. I rolled out in the middle of the night, woke up in midair, only to, to land on belly flop, direct, I'm talking nose to nose, feet to feet. It couldn't, if I would have practiced it awake, I could not have hit more flesh to flesh than we did that night. And it was like someone drew a chalk outline of my murder and I attempted to just land directly into it. Uh, my favorite part is that you woke up midair. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I woke up in the air and I and it was and, and it was I had enough time to process exactly what was happening. So you landed on the guy that, that, that let you stay at his at it. what kind of bunks were these? Were these like was it a trundle bed or something like that? No, I mean this was this was a, a pretty tall, you know. But he just woke up with a <laughs> like totally winded. Was he was he sleeping on the floor? How yeah. do you he was roll sleeping on out sleeping of that? on the floor? Oh, it's a good guy. He's a good sacrificial guy. I just whispered into his ear that I was very sorry. I crawled up in the bed, and I honestly. You know, I think I, I was pretty injured. Um, and so I needed my rest to sleep off the injury. So I was not, I was not in a condition to check what on him. happening right now? To check on him more. By the time I got up in the morning, which I slept late, again, to nurse the injuries, he was gone. Yeah. I was presuming to Bible class and I never saw him again. Dang. And I've wanted to apologize for all these years and, and I've been trying to track him down. And I, I briefly started a true crime podcast to get to the bottom of this or for our own, own murders in the building. Because for all I know, I did kill him. Yo, this is crazy. It, it was. I mean, if not then, whatever injuries he sustained, I'd be shocked if he's not dealing with lifetime issues. Oh, man. He cracked three of his ribs. Oh. I've tried. Oh man! At least, <laughs> but I've tried to. I've tried to find. Think him. about. Like, think um, about. It. So maybe who knows? He he offers you the top bunk. You you blow him off. He goes to bed alone. He's laying in bed. You sneak in. He's asleep. The room's empty when he falls asleep. Next thing he knows, you're laying on top of him with force. You whisper, I'm so sorry, and then crawl up and then go back to bed. I mean, this poor guy. Like. <laughs> What is he? He didn't. He didn't even probably all, know that you all, fell out of the bed. He thought it was intentional. That's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't. Think, he he thinks that you walked into the room and like jumped on him or something. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even see me. He, 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 for all he knows, that's how I entered the room. I just ran in and body slammed. Yeah, oh Jesse, gosh. that is. Uh, so I've been looking for him, oh, and I'd like to apologize. That is, uh, um, wow. I wish he listened to this show today. Probably about five years ago, we tracked down the. School 
and we had listeners that that mm-hmm. had friends who went there and we were getting pretty close to finding the guy but it was unsuccessful yeah. ultimately the, the trail went cold the trail went cold it did yeah yep all right uh hey, hey timothy thank you i appreciate it thank you timothy you just you just made my day <laughs> Oh man, that's great. Greg's Greg's is a little concerning to me because they're oddly specific. It it makes me think that mm. Greg Greg has some knowledge of the future. He said Avatar two will win three Oscars. Facebook will will crash probably in August, but could be September. The Mario movie is going to be a smash brother success, and we're going to discover something in space that is eerie. The, the fact that he's predicting when Facebook's going yeah. to crash again, this seems a, a little concerning that what, what Greg knows here. Uh, Kevin says, uh, Jesse will use his James Earl tones invention. I forgot about your James Earl tones. Invention, so did I. Uh, oh, I to, forgot about that. To also recreate Jamie's voice so she can appear on the podcast when she's on vacation and agree with Jesse when he goes on one of his wild tangents. So a, a new use of James Earl tones. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like it too. Yeah. I'm just glad someone I just want to recalled that joke because I had already lost it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. David Shook says uh, Jesse meets Cameron at an airport milkshake establishment. Uh, he didn't say this, but I could just add in any time of the day, probably in the morning, mm-hmm. and introduces him to the raft of people he chopped it up with in security line. <laughs> yeah, that that is a very real thing that will probably happen multiple times this year. Well, there's more. There's more where that came from. Um, go check out our replies over at Relevant Podcast. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, at the beginning of this show, we got to talk about New Year's Eve and... Uh, Diapers, all the New Yorkers who wore <laughs> diapers so they could stand side by side and watch a disco ball drop. Uh, we got us thinking, what would be a diaper worthy live event for you? What would be such an epic thing for you to be in person at that you would wear a diaper to be there? I'm going to give mine because the only one that I would wear a diaper at is Jesus coming back and throwing a oh. rap concert. If Jesus was coming back and throwing a rap concert, then I'd be there in a diaper. Last, I, I, I'll, I'll double check my theology books, but I don't know that diapers are going to be required. At the I think we won't need them. I, so I think hey, so we, if yeah. that's the case, then there's no event that... You go see me walking around with huggies. <laughs> <laughs> they make them very non-noticeable these days, I've heard. Like, you see the, the ads on TV. It's just For like, sure. you know, no one would know. I'm just saying. But you know. But you, <laughs> know. <laughs> you know. how You know how you chose to ring in the new year. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, so tell us. Maybe it's the Super Bowl. Maybe it's the presidential inauguration. Something where mm. big crowds, you're standing there for long periods of time. There's no public bathrooms, but it's worth it to you. Uh, what would that event be? All right, hit us up mm-hmm. on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and we'll read mm-hmm. our favorites on next Friday's show. Mm-hmm. Before mm-hmm. we wrap things up, I want to uh, thank Nick D for joining us today. Make sure to go check out his latest music. His last album was in 2020, but he's been dropping a bunch of singles since then. It's all on Spotify, Apple Music. Go check it out. Nick D. N-I-C-D. 
Also, uh, make sure to check out RelevantMagazine.com every day. Uh, we're covering the latest at the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Uh, while you're there, you can check out our fall-winter issue featuring conversations with MIA and so many other amazing leaders and artists and stuff. Go check it out. Also, follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're putting stuff out. All right. <laughs> on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm diaper-free Derek. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. Your bar for classy is extremely low when it is not wearing a diaper. Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.